podcast has also given a lot of our creatives the opportunity to share their thoughts, to vent, to rant, to talk about politics, to talk about culture, to talk about the society. And as a result of the surge in wanting to share narratives, we are seeing that we're shifting what people think about Africa because of this. So this is really important for everyone, really. Africa X. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and you are listening to our special series, Africa X, which is focused on conversations and experiences with experts from Africa in Africa about Africa. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Today, we have the honor of having another amazing guest. She is a communications and idea strategist and marketing automation enthusiast. She is also the founder of the Association of African Podcasters and Voice Artists, a fierce adolescent health and women's empowerment advocate, an avid podcaster, and the coordinator of the African Podcast and Voice Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about none other than Miss Bidemi. Hi, Kevin. Please say hello to the Create Your Life family, please. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me here. I am truly happy to be here and I feel really honored that I'm here. And yeah, I really appreciate you having me on board. Thank you. No, most definitely, bit of me. This has been a long time coming. I'm happy that we finally made it happen. And so without further ado, I want to jump in really quickly because I know I have so many questions for you. So, Bidemi, please tell the Create Your Life family about APVA and some of your major accolades since being in existence. Thank you so much, Kevin. So, APVA stands for the Association of African Podcasters and Voice Artists. We are a community-driven organization that seeks to amplify the African voice. We want to celebrate the African voice. We are dedicated to fostering or say strengthen the audio creative industry in Africa. And we do this through events and we also kind of curate and create opportunities whenever we can, right, for the African creative. So that is what we do. And one of our major events is the African Podcast and Voice Awards. And we currently launched Utukufu, a Swahili term for glory, in order to commemorate Africa Day. So it's going to be the major edition, right, for the annual commemoration of Africa Day by audio creatives on the continent. So this is like a summary of what APVA is about and what we've been doing. Awesome. See, Create Your Life family, she's being modest. Now, I'm going to have to ask her some questions in order to get her really talking about what they've done. Last year, you guys had the APVA Awards. How many submissions did you get? We had (laughs) 2,200 nominations and we had Uh 70,000 votes. Yes. Exactly. And you guys had sponsorship from different. Yes. I need you to brag a little bit, like talk about it, girl. Okay, talk about okay. it. Okay. So the 2022 African Podcast and Voice Awards was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. We were surprised by the support we received, honestly, from the community. And I'm talking about organizations like Africa Pod First. I'm talking about AfriPods, Coded VoiceOvers, Captivate. That was our headline sponsor. Amazing, amazing support from the community. And the first edition held on the 25th of September, we received 
2,200 nominations, which was crazy. We had to learn on the job because we wanted to just do something small and then grow from there. And it turns out that people actually love what we are doing. They see the intent of what we're trying to do, which was amazing. Thank you for saying it loud. It's just one of those things that, I mean, you're doing amazing work and it is not to be understated. 70,000 votes, 2,200 submissions, like that's major. Anywhere in the world, I feel like that's a major effort, you know, and you guys primarily spread by word of mouth, right? That's the beauty of it. You know, community is so important and it's such a big pillar in the African ecosystem and across the continent and even throughout the diaspora overall. And, you know, I think the power of what APVA is doing, the power of who you are, the power of what we're trying to bring, even with this podcast is, you know what I mean, to let everyone know, hey, Africa has something to say in the podcast industry. Y'all better stand up and pay attention because things Mm. are moving forward. And there are people like yourself who are making major moves. With that being said, why did you feel that creating APVA was the way to go? How did you get the idea and get the feeling in order to make this a thing? Where did that come from? In 2021, I was looking for something, something that would help me because I'm also a podcaster. And I didn't find something tangible that I could relate with as an African creative. It felt a lot like, what's happening? I know we have podcasters in Africa, but we don't have homegrown resources. We don't have homegrown assets that is easily accessible. And I was sharing this information with my friend at the time. And I said, you know what? We need something. We need an entity, an organization or an association that will exist solely to amplify the African voice and create and put together all of these resources that will help the African creative. And that was why we started. That was how it began. And something about me is that I love ideas. I'm an idea person, but I also like to test ideas. And for me, passion is also key. I mean, it's the thing that keeps us going. If I'm talking about the challenges of APVA, I also wake up every day and the first thing I think about is APVA. So it's important that I don't start something and get tired of it. And then when I put it in writing... I realized that there's a lot we can do. (laughs) So right now the excitement is what we have is amazing, but there's a lot more that we're looking to achieve. And because I am looking forward to seeing these things come to pass, I keep myself energized and I want to see APV become the community that, you know, I envisioned last year. Okay. I love that. You said something to me that made a lot of sense. Essentially, APVA was started because you were looking for homegrown resources that you couldn't find. And so you decided to take the initiative. Now that APVA is in existence, and I'm sure, how long have you been podcasting? I've been podcasting for three years plus now. Yes. So some of these questions, like I know the answer to, but I'm asking you so that (laughs) everybody else can know. So with that being said, because the industry has matured so quickly in this last few years, can you give us three homegrown resources that cater to the needs of the African audio creators now and today? Mm, I can speak to some of the things we've created here in APVA, one of which is a series of media kits. We Uh created those kits so that creatives can sort of document their successes put it in numbers, translate what they are saying, what Spotify sends to them at the end of the year, translate these things, these information and analytics so that they can attract partners, right? And sponsors. That was why we created the media kits. So that's one example. 
And then we also created 50 possible questions that you can ask anyone, more like icebreakers to help new podcasters that are just starting out. So it kind of makes interview podcasting easy. And we just recently published a paper called The Economic Case for Podcasters and Voice Artists in Africa. So these are three homegrown resources that I can speak to off the top of my head. Okay, love that. Can you expound a little bit on the economic resource? I'm very curious about that one. That sounds interesting. Yes, it's a new one. I wrote it with a friend. She's a content writer at the podcast host. The point of this paper was to sort of share recommendations as to how podcasters and voice artists are actually contributing to the economy of Africa and why government, for example, the government and other governmental bodies and different sectors should begin to look into the contributions of audio creatives on the continent and actively intentionally support creatives. That's the point of this paper, really. We released it not long ago. And you probably are not aware of this because there's a lot going on right now in APVA, the awards, the poetry slam, the podcast production. So we kind of just want a lot of our audience to sort of enjoy what we're doing now. And then we can begin to have conversations around this paper. Okay. Now I'm looking forward to those conversations. And bit of me, you know, I'm going to say it right here on this pod too. I want to be more involved personally with APVA and what you guys are doing. I think that it's amazing work. And so please use me as a resource to help push the mission forward. I know we talk all the time and stuff, but I feel like, you know, we're more <laughs> so kind of like checking in versus talking about doing the work. So, yeah, I know Afropod is like we're sponsoring, you know what I mean, this year and things like that for the APVA Awards. But I would like to be even more active in what it is that you're doing and pushing the needle forward, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. We need all the help that we can get. <laughs> well, you know how it is. It's family. Vitamy, why do you feel podcasting is so important right now, especially for the youth? I see podcasting as new media. It is new media, really. And the flexibility, the convenience that comes with podcasting kind of makes it easily accessible for the youth. It's not like radio where if you miss a show, you don't get to listen to it again or you have to wait till it will be replayed. Or with podcasts, you can listen to it anytime, any day from the comfort of your home. It has also given a lot of our creatives the opportunity to share their thoughts, to vent, to rant, to talk about politics, to talk about culture, to talk about the society. And we have seen that as a result of the surge in wanting to share narratives, we are seeing that we're shifting what people think about Africa because of this. So this is really important for everyone, really. And so something else that I've, you know, been having or a common question that's come up that I've been asking since doing this Africa X series is why do you think African stories are so important? And then also why should Africans be telling their own stories as opposed to what has happened in the past, in your opinion? I'm not going to speak much about the past. I don't think mm-hmm. I know so much about the past. I'm really still a new podcaster. But the thing about African stories is we don't have enough data As Africans, we realize that we do not document as we ought to. 
So for example, let's use generosity as an example. Philanthropy in the global north is different in the global south, in Africa, and it's ingrained in our culture. But because it's in our culture, it's in our everyday life, we don't see the reason to be intentional about documenting these things. And it begins to look like philanthropy doesn't really exist or it has been taught to Africans. This is just an example. So now with podcasts, it gives us that opportunity to, in a way, document our stories. And, you know, from time immemorial, we, the masters of oral storytelling, we pass down as the story's history. For example, my father is from this hunting lineage. And whenever I speak to my grandmom, she tends to tell us about these stories. Now, it would be great to have the stories in a podcast, right? And it's there. Literally, I would like to say forever and anyone can go back to these episodes and listen to them and learn. So that's something I notice about podcasting and why it's important that we tell our stories using podcasts. It's a beautiful way to document the African story. Love that. Because you are helping people to document their stories and making sure essentially that history is being archived responsibly with the work that you're doing for those APVA members, what would you say is APVA's superpower? I would say we are discovering our superpower. I mean, it's literally our tagline, discovering and amplifying the African voice. What we want to do is create a space where Every audio creative feels like a celebrity. I mean, that's why the awards exist. So we tell someone that, look, what you think is very small and you probably do not have more than a thousand listens can actually get you an award and on a global scale, you can be seen and heard on an international platform. That's why EPV exists. We want to tell Africans that what they are doing matters, that what they're doing is important. And we kind of want to encourage them so they do not stop doing what they do. Burnout is real. Sometimes when you feel like no one is listening, you might want to stop talking. So APV is here to sort of encourage everyone to keep up what they do and also kind of create this, what's the word now, like the connection point for potential sponsors and collaboration, co-ownership, co-creation of some of the opportunities that we are trying to do. This can only be possible when we have a structure in place. And that's what APV is here for. I'm looking forward to having relationships with banks, for example, having a relationship with people that are not necessarily in our circle to kind of show them opportunities for podcasters to thrive in their circle. Can I give an example? Let's use the banking industry, for example. If we have another boom in the podcasting world and we begin to see that podcasters are contributing to employment, for example, a bank could choose to employ a podcaster for the sole purpose of having a podcasting department, right? And instead of the usual FAQs you see on their website, they could have a series of podcasts dedicated to solving the problems of their customers. And that way you do not have to repeat these solutions and answers. People can just go to this podcast episodes and listen to someone telling them how to solve their problems. This is just an example. And this is me painting a picture of why platforms like APV should exist and why podcasters should be supported. Love that. Thank you for sharing 
So now I want to switch our focal point and kind of get more into who is Bitomi. How did you get here? How did you create your life? And so can you tell us a little bit about your origin story and how you got into media and all of these amazing things that you do? I have a first degree in engineering, agriculture, environmental engineering, to be precise. I never loved it, but I always knew that I wanted to do something that had to do with communications. So as soon as I got out of school, I decided to do a master's degree in international affairs and strategic studies. And I think that kind of shaped me in terms of strategic thinking, my relationship with people. And because I've always been someone that I love to think out of the box. So we could come up with an idea now you know, you and I, and it could become a movement. It could become a full-blown organization. So I realized that this is something I do. This is something I can do anytime, any day. I mean, it's horrible. It's worse when I'm in the bathroom because lots of ideas. Oh my God, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. I figured I need to start taking actions on some of the ideas that come to me, some of the inspiration that I find. And that's who I am. That's (laughs) how I am really. When I read your bio, I talked about a number of things that you did and things that you advocate for and are passionate about. How do you balance all of these other ventures with APBA, being that so much is happening with APBA? Can you give us like two to three keys? Give us two to three ways that you balance. Come on, share the world, dude. Tell us, tell us. (laughs) It's not like I'm so busy. (laughs) Okay, but one is passion. I mean, I love APBA. I Mm -hmm. think about APBA all the time. We are not getting some sort of funding or generating any income, but... I believe in what we want to do and I try to manifest what we want to achieve. So, for example, APVA should grow to have its own academy. The African Podcast and Voice Academy should grow to have an arm that speaks to, say, a 247 podcast radio for African podcasters, for example. The passion to see this happen kind of just keeps me going. And I think naturally, I'm just someone that loves what I do as an idea strategist. So Kevin, I have to tell you, it's passion for me. That's just all I can say. I love it. I mean, passion can drive you. Now, let me ask you this. For those days where you have hard days, how do you keep going when the passion kind of is running on fumes? Mm -hmm. Then what do you do or who do you talk to in order to keep it going? I'm an ambivert. Sometimes I want to talk to someone and then sometimes I just want to be alone. So last year after the APV Awards, a lot of things went on behind the scene, by the way. (laughs) Crazy things. I went offline. (laughs) Wow. Create Your Life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. I went offline for the entire month. Throughout the month of December, I was not online. And this is coming from someone who's 
career is literally has to be online all the time. So I went offline. I did like a one month retreat and it was full of rest. It was full of reflection. It was full of me just meeting with friends, eating, sleeping, drinking. (laughs) So that is what I do when I need to rest. I love a good staycation, not vacation, staycation. Love that. So passion and unplugging. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love is how everything is so communal, right? And collaborative across the industry, across the continent. I think it also gives us the opportunity to learn from each other. So for you, having this career that expanded across idea strategy, also into podcasting and things like that, for your level of success and for where you are, what role has mentorship played in your success, if any at all? A huge role. So some of the people I have in my network do not even know that they are my mentors, to be honest. Molly, for example. God, Molly's like a machine. Oh my God. So whenever I get the chance to speak to Molly, I'm always listening attentively and I'm always Mm -hmm. making sure that I take action when she recommends something because I know she's speaking from experience. She's speaking from someone who is at the forefront, really, in this industry. Take, for example, and this is me announcing for the first time, really, about the awards that will be coming up this year. So this year, we will be having the awards virtual, yes, come September. But we are looking to have watch parties in four countries, in Zambia, in Ghana, in South Africa, and in Nigeria. And this is another first. And this is not just the first for Africa. What about Kenya? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Kenya. Starve country. <laughs> yeah, we got to have a watch party here, you know. Okay, I'm listening. Actually, yes, yes. We are having a watch party in Kenya. So this is another first, mm-hmm. not just in Africa, but in the world, if you think about it. And this is all thanks to Molly. We had just one conversation where where she said, I understand there are technical issues. I get that sometimes we need to have virtual events, but you could also host a watch party. And I took that and I said, you know what? We are doing this in 2023. So mentorship actually plays a big role. It has helped shape APV in such a way that it's larger than me. It's bigger than just the APVA team now. It's owned by everyone. It's owned by Baraza Media Lab, for example. Africa Podfest owns a piece of it, for example. Every partner that we've worked with, we've had sessions with them where we literally created some of these ideas together. Okay. Love that. That's powerful. I believe in mentorship wholeheartedly. And shout out to Molly Jensen, CEO of Afropods, for supporting the community and coming up with those ideas, huh? Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this. What are some things that you wish you knew before launching APVA? Oh, my God. Maybe just give us two. (laughs) I wish I knew a lot about podcasting before launching APVA. I have some podcasts that I don't want to listen to because I know a lot now. And I'm like, God, I did horribly back then. So, yes, podcasting. I wish I had the opportunity to be an on-air personality. I've always wanted to work in the radio, but for some reason, that opportunity never opened up for me. And I wish (laughs) I had the skill to be a great voiceover artist. Cool. And was there ever any point on your journey where you felt like you were going to give up? When was it? Why? And how did you overcome it? Giving up is not part of me. Mm, I love that. I do not. 
So this is something about me. I know that there are going to be challenges. So I always take on projects with the mind of come rain, come sunshine. This is happening. When it looks like we've hit a dead end, I just think of another way. There is always an alternative way of achieving something really. So I do not quit. I don't start what I cannot finish. Let me put it that way. (laughs) So when it comes to APVA, yeah, when it comes to what I do in the development sector, I don't think I've had a reason to quit or think about quitting. I hear you. Benami just said, I will not lose. Jay-Z voice. <laughs> Love that. Okay, so bit of me. I know that community is important. So who's been your biggest champion on your path to becoming who you are today? I have a very, very long list. Okay, so Chalp of Mind, Tolulope Kolade. He is the creative partner of APVA. Tony Do, the Nigerian representative. Oh my God, Tony Do is amazing. Sometimes when we need to contact someone, I'm like, Tony, we need someone. We need this guy. Tony will say, give me five minutes. <laughs> and he's going to come back to me with a contact. Tony is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Tony's awesome. Yes. And then, then there's someone, a sister, really. The reason I want to come to Kenya very soon, Gatoni. Gatoni yeah. is just a beautiful soul. And then there was Josephine. Josephine of Africa Podfest. Whenever I meet with Josephine, I'm always going with my notepad because she's just going to keep spilling words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to keep writing like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is amazing. I think I've never had this kind of community before, the kind that we are currently experiencing in APV. So it's really refreshing and it makes waking up daily to some of the things we see at APVA worth it. So I have to ask you a question. You're doing APVA, you have other projects going on, but if right. you weren't doing what you're doing now with APVA, what would you be doing? What career or hobby would you have pursued or wanted to pursue or anything like that? So I love moderating events, but I also do that sometimes. In fact, I'm going to be doing that soon. Kevin, please ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because you know what that means? That means that you are doing what you want to be doing and you're right on task. You're right on time. You know what I mean? You're in alignment with what yourself. That's a beautiful thing. Definitely. So with podcasting growing at such a quick pace, what do you feel the future of podcasting looks like in Nigeria and in Africa as a whole? I still work with nonprofits. I work as a consultant and some of the things I do kind of help with the administration and operational costs of APV and some of the projects that we run. So I can say that I'm looking forward to the day I can retire as a creative not as a communication strategist, but for example, as a podcaster, I'm looking forward to the times when podcasting would be an actual industry for people to select in forms, you understand, or when they're signing up on platforms and people can boldly say, I'm a full-time podcaster and they do nothing else. That's the future I want to see. Okay. So bit of me. Thank you. We finished the Q&A part of the interview. And now we're okay. going to go into another aspect, which is actually rapid fire questions. You have to answer each in 30 seconds or less. And it is called the dolphin tank. So my question for you is, are you ready? 
No, but let's do it. <laughs> what you said earlier, you said you cannot lose. You don't lose. You take on the challenges. So I think you're ready. Mm-hmm. I think you're more ready than you But I like to take my time when I answer questions. You are putting me under so much pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. You got this. You got this. I promise they're not tough questions. Let me okay. know when you're ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What was the last song you listened to on your playlist? So there is this song from this movie. Oh, my God. Pull the phone up. Show us. Hold on. The Harder They Fall by Coffee. Yes. Okay. Question number two. How do you measure or make sure that you're growing each year? I ask my friends my circle questions and we compare notes. I share my achievements with them. I share my failures as well. And Mm -hmm. I then I ask them to help me out. This is how I grow. Okay. Love that. What was holding you back from creating your best life? I'm living my best life. Nothing was holding me back. (laughs) Okay. What's the top tech that you're using to make your life run smoothly? Okay. You mean like an app or a software? Yes, of course. I use a project management tool called Asana. Yep. It just helps me organize. Cool. Favorite quote or model that you live by? Ideas and creativity rule the world. Mm, I love that. Who said that? Is that you? I did. Love it. Hey. (laughs) Favorite or most impactful book you've ever read? The Laws of Power. 48? Yes. Yeah, it's a good book. It's kind of dark, but it's a good book. (laughs) Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best life. Go for it. Be consistent and impact your little corner one step at a time. Before you know it, you've impacted the world. Yeah. Love that. A bit of me. What is next for you? Okay, so there's this project that I'm doing with a nonprofit that I'm currently running. We have this orphanage feeding support program uh-huh. and we have this plan uh-huh. or pledge where we kind of go to different orphanages in different states of my country in Nigeria, visiting uh-huh. them and providing material support. So, yeah, that's next. Love it. Love it. And what's the best way for us to stay in contact with you? Emails, phone. Instagram, LinkedIn, I am everywhere. (laughs) I'm a communications person. Yes. So please give us your social media handles or, you know, Mm -hmm, the email mm -hmm. address that you want us to reach out to. Like, tell us. Right. So my email is bidemi at apva.africa. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as bidemi adejere. You can find me on Instagram as adejere bidemi. On Facebook, same. On Twitter, the same. Can you spell your name for us so that the audience knows how to write it in when they're typing it in LinkedIn or trying to connect to collaborate and, you know, help with APVA? So it's Adedirebidemi, A-D-E-D-I-R-E, and then Bidemi goes B-I-D-E-M-I. Thank you so much, Bidemi. You have survived the dolphin tank. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. You are very welcome. So now we're moving into the next segment of the interview, and this is called Uh The Turnaround. You get to ask me any three questions that you want. Totally unscripted. I have to answer. And Uh so I only have one request. What's the request? Please be gentle. Oh, my God, please. (laughs) You'll be fine. Let's do this. Let's do it. I'm ready. (laughs) Let's go. What else do you do? Because I only know you in the world of podcasting. So what do you do? What do I do in terms of what do I do for Anything fun? Else? What other things? Okay. I run a podcast production company called Podcast Laundry. Apart from podcasting, Kevin. Oh, apart from podcasting. I'm working on another book. Oh my God. 
which is about morning routines and the power of having a power hour in the morning. It'll be called the ambitious morning. So actually, oh. I've never even said that out loud. So oh, look at you. <laughs> I run a goals group with my friends where we check in every week and we set the goals for the quarter. And wow. it's really cool. So we set our goals for the quarter. And then we check in every week. Everybody has to put up a hundred bucks and you have to reach 80% of your goals, like the 80% mark or else the hundred dollars gets dispersed amongst everyone else. But as a group, we also fail if we don't hit up 80% total. So that's been really fun and good. Been doing that for a while. I did it for a long time by myself, but now doing it with those guys has been amazing. And then we quantify everything for the goals for the quarter. So that's what really keeps us in alignment. It helps us to be able to say, hey, I'm at 60%, 70%, 100%, et cetera. The real goal is for us to all hit 100%, but 80% is the minimum threshold. And we have some really lofty goals. There's five of us in the group right now. I work out religiously. I love to Uh laugh. What else do I do? I draw. So I'm a clothing designer by trade. Ah. I've been recently going to see independent films, especially from African creators. And that's been really, really nice and insightful to see different narratives and stories being told differently. So that's been really Mm. good. I go for walks. Like I like to go to the forest and stuff like that. I just like to chill. And I love to watch cartoons also because I think it's so creative. I'm going to have my whole cartoon one day. So, yeah, those are some of the things that I like. Amazing. Like I could relate to some of the things, but you're doing well with your group and I'm going to steal your idea and share with my sisters. So you should. Yeah. Amazing. And I'm looking forward to the book. Am I going to get a free copy? I got you. I got you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I love cartoons too, by the way. So okay, awesome. Awesome. Second question. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Who is the most generous person in your life? And why is that person the most generous person in your life? You know, there's so many different types of generosity. That's why I'm like pausing, right? Because I have some friends who are just super generous with knowledge. You had the audacity to give me 30 seconds. So I would say like one of my friends, Eric, is super generous. He's generous with knowledge. I remember there was a point in time I used to just go to this guy and ask him every question under the sun. And he just answered to the point one day I was like, bro, what do you get out of our friendship? He was like, I get to be your friend. And I was like, bro, but I feel like I don't tell you anything or I don't get to answer any questions for you or anything like that. Like you ask me anything. And he was like, don't worry, bro. The time will come where you can reciprocate. But trust me, us communicating does more for me than you think or that you know. But I swore that it was a one sided friendship where I was just (laughs) asking this guy all of these questions and just getting, you know, knowledge. Generous. I have another friend here in Nairobi, my friend Njoki. She's just a very kind person. We're really good friends, but he's just very kind. You know, being an African-American, being here, needing to navigate and like get certain things done and stuff like that. She's someone who I can always call on. So it's a very, very kind person. So I think that that's a way of being generous. I would say even my colleagues are generous, you know what I mean? Because even when people offer you grace in order to mm. grow, people who give you feedback, like one of my mentors and big brother says, you know, correction is direction, feedback is love. Wow. And so when people give you feedback in order for you to become someone better or in order for you to course correct or even just course accelerate, I think that that's generous. A lot of times people would just be quiet and just let you go on at the pace you are. But when people offer you feedback or offer you some advice or some words and stuff like that, I look at that as generosity. My grandmother, who's turning 99 in a couple of weeks, oh, you know what I mean? God. I look at her as generous, you know, for the way that she's always so welcoming and warm. 
And even my auntie, Net, I can go on and on about generosity. Um, so please, you are surrounded. <laughs> right. You made me acknowledge how much I'm surrounded by generosity. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, you <laughs> are so lucky. Wow. That's amazing. But you're being generous right now, giving me your time in order to interview you and find out more about you and for us to strengthen our bond. To me, that's right. generosity. And I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you for putting all of this into perspective. And could you like share this particular clip with me? Because I'm going to use it myself. Of course, of course. <laughs> Third question. Yep. Do you notice how you spend more than 30 seconds though? Do you notice that? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, mine is not rapid fire. The turnaround is not rapid ah, fire. It has <laughs> to be. Oh. Okay. Last question. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Celebrity crush. Who? Why? Celebrity crush. Wow. You know, what's funny is I actually normally can't remember who my celebrity crushes are. So I actually oh. have a document where I've written them down <laughs> so that in the event that I'm ever asked. You wrote it down. <laughs> I had to write it down, man. Yeah, it was wow. Pam Greer is one. Okay. Just natural beauty from way back in the day. Felicia Rashad. There's an actress from the Spook Who Said by the Door, Beverly Gill. You have a list? I got a list. <laughs> if somebody asked me this on the spot, I would never, like my mind would go blank. Frida Pinto, Tilly from TLC, Lisa Bonet, Janina Gavankar. So like those are some, but like I'm not actively like searching them or following them on social media platforms and things like that. I mean, that's why I said celebrity. We know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So those would be some of my celebrity crushes. Awesome. Thank you. No, thank you. So bit of me, I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Kevin. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Oh, also, I got one more celebrity crush, Erica Lachey. She is on Instagram and I do follow her. I think she's very attractive and she seems to... This one you actually follow. <laughs> I actually follow her and she actually has substance as well. You know what I mean? Which I think is really cool. She's a thinker. I don't know the young lady, but she seems to be a thinker. So I find her intelligence attractive. So bit of me again, thank you so much for being on the show and thank being you. a part of Africa X. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to info at cyoseries.com. The Create Your Life series is executive produced by myself, Kevin Y. Brown, and produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company. And this episode has been recorded at Kofisi Studios in Nairobi, Kenya. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition. Create your life. Africa X. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347 877 
971-8273 to schedule your consultation. And remember to use code CYLS. That's podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273.